it it is also like personal interest right at the end so the reason i left web development because it was too technical and when i got into data science it was too business related i was working on uh, working with like business people understanding data just creating some basic models and working on the dashboard side and i thought i'm missing out the technological touch because i'm an engineer at the end what's up data folks welcome to another episode of data creators club podcast where we interview folks from datacreators.club which is a website where you can find a lot of data content creators no matter their channel youtube medium linkedin and we have a youtube expert with us i think uh Darshil, uh, which has been putting a lot of content recently uh, around data engineering on YouTube. I'm super, very happy to have him here. Uh, welcome, Darshil. Uh, yeah, first of all, thank you for inviting me. I mean, your website is really cool. Uh, I never thought of that something that could exist in the market. So when I saw your website, like you could find data engineering, data science creators. Uh, that's something amazing. So first of all, thank you for that, for creating it. Because when I was writing some of my posts, I was finding some creators I forgot and I went to your website, searched for that and just added my post. So yeah, shout out to that. And yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yes. This is exactly why I built that. I, I've seen multiple times on LinkedIn people say, and I'm like, we need a maintainable list somewhere. Uh, so yeah. So could you tell us about uh, how you got into data and what's your journey so far? So I started like, uh, Normally, uh, after my, like, you know, after 10th, I went to college, engineering college, where I did my bachelor's in computer science. So this is where I learned about all the technological stuff. But the actual journey into tech started with the web development. So I didn't start with the data. I started with the LAM stack, uh, such as PHP, MySQL, HTML, CSS. So I worked in a web development for like two to three years, and I wanted to explore something new. So I saw this hype around data science. Everyone was getting into data science. I like how our business review was like sexiest job of 21st century. And I was like, yes, I want to become a data scientist. So I did a bunch of courses into that. So everything was from online. I never did any, went to any university for that. I just learned everything by myself. In that journey, I got a few internships also. So I worked on some natural language processing and some of the data science related projects. And that's how the initial journey started into the data world. At my final year, I was again looking for some internship and job opportunities because I was graduating and I did not have any job in my hand. So I was looking into that and I got this uh, one opportunity at mid-size startup firm in Mumbai only, uh, where they wanted some data engineer. First project I got was on like real-time streaming. I was very lucky at that particular time. So I started working on AWS services. So I learned about AWS Cloud first time. But this is how the actual journey got started into data engineering. And after that, I did like a lot of migration projects. Like migration projects are like very common in uh, like data industry at this particular moment uh -huh. or in that particular moment also. Like a lot of companies have their data onto one source and they find that, okay, this new data warehouse can reduce our cost and improve our performance. So they want to migrate to that. So most of the time I also worked on like, uh, like from this database to get redshift migration or BigQuery migration. So a lot of stuff for that and other projects were like related to dashboard building, uh, infrastructure creation. Cool. Interesting. Uh, so you said like you were mostly first interested by data science, what, because it was 
uh, because data engineer was not uh, yeah. was not really popular at that moment. But why did you stay in data engineer then? It it is also like personal interest, right? At the end, so the reason I left web development because it was too technical, and when I got into data science, it was too business related. So I was not working on the new cool technologies. I was working on uh, working with like business people, understanding data, just creating some basic models, and working on the dashboard side. And I thought I'm missing out the technological touch because I'm an engineer at the end. Um, like I, I like working on the new technologies and stuff like that. So data engineering was something where I get to work on technology, also the cool technologies, not like the old technologies. Like new technology comes into the market, you get to see how data is moving, how you transform data, uh-huh. how it affects like the technical side, also the business side. So it's like the, uh, like just like Andre says, right? We are the pipeline builder, like the plumber of data science. So uh, I kind of liked it because I was working with the business people, but I was also learning technology every day. So new technology comes, new tools and concepts also you get to learn. You get to work on like large data set like people just think about you know processing this data like you see google maps and yeah. as an end user you see it's like okay the map is moving but when you go behind it when you see like those event datas are coming and they are getting processed into some kind of kafka stream and you get to work on that that's that's what i found like okay this is very interesting and i also understood the bigger picture behind it because I, as i had experience in application development and also data science I was able to frame the entire thing that how these technologies comes together, these individual tools connect together to make the entire system. So this is where like the reason I was like, okay, data engineering is something I want to stay right now. Maybe in the future, I will move to architect or solution architect or something. Not sure right now, but yeah, data engineering is fun at that particular time. Yeah. And, and the hype took over. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and then, so, uh, yeah. So content creation journey started because of that. I just started. I I thought like I'll be the seller of data engineering. I will tell people what data engineering is. So this is how initially I had the goal in my mind. Because when you search on YouTube, something should come up. So this is how I started. But yeah. So the hype now is like way too yeah. above. Yeah. It's really interesting. I have a bit uh, the same background. Uh, I was working, I have a background in electronics engineer. I was working in telecom. And then um, I moved out. I wanted to go into data. I end up more as a data analyst. We're doing a lot of SQL. And I had exactly yep. the same thing that you were mentioning. I felt like, okay, it's interesting, but I like the engineering part. Like I was missing some part of it. And um, and yeah, data engineer. It's it's a really good point that you mentioned. It's a good compromise, actually. You were mentioning that uh, you've been learning basically a lot by yourself. Like, uh, what are the biggest challenge when you're self-taught learn? Like when you get resource from from online resource, basically. So like our biggest challenge is like finding the good resources. That is the first one because. Uh, courses like a lot of courses available in the market but all of the courses will start with the basic also so you it is very difficult to find like the really good resources that will actually give you something at the end because let's say if you want to learn python everyone will teach you the basics of python and all of the like major packages like numpy pandas and stuff like that but there are very few courses you will find you might even not find the courses that will teach you how to use python 
in real world like how to do the transformation and stuff like that on actual projects so that was one of the missing part i had in the learning curve so courses don't give you that so that is the reason you have to do the projects like doing the hands on projects uh that is how i actually learn lot of things in my life so i used to go on kegel.com or just search online find some various projects in data science domain or data engineering and try to do hands on practice on that so this is a general challenge you face when you start because you don't get the projects and the second and one of the like biggest challenge is get stuck in this course or certification loop so if i if i ever sh- show you my coursera certificate like account you will see that i've done more than like 30 to 40 certification what i used to do i used to just spend time on doing courses thinking that it will help me somewhere and it did help me i'm not saying that it didn't but i never took action in real world to apply those knowledge uh, it's like the one of the biggest mistake i've done and this is what everyone does right people just want to do the easy part doing courses is like very easy to do you just have to sit front of your screen and watch videos and you feel good because you think you made the progress mm-hmm. but you never applied that thing into like real world so and lastly is the focusing on the end goal so i like made a post today like everyone want that one course that will teach them everything about data engineering so it doesn't exist so whenever you start learning as a python you are focusing on like what will i do after i learning learn python and become expert in it you are not focusing on learning python so instead of focusing on the end goal or just thinking about after python i will learn sql and everything else just focus on your current learning and try to be as efficient as you can so these are like some of the challenges these are like mental ro- roadblocks you can say so you face but you eventually overcome when you get internship or you work on projects you get hand at the practice you face errors challenges and that's how you improve yeah yeah i mean i can only agree i just like release a video about that topic right um i think we are <laughs> uh, definitely in line uh, that i think we should be more project focused i really like also yeah. the fact that you mentioned there is no course to be a data engineer because the, it's so right right so exactly. i think you need to focus on specific uh area like you were mentioning you started in streaming right that's like really specific case yeah. and a different type of tooling around is there like you think a problem with uh, content creation today so right now it is improved okay so when when we started like uh like if you talk about like five years back this field was very new so even like industry was trying to understand what does a data scientist actually do so they didn't even know like what are the skills needed they just knew that okay, these are the tools that can be used to solve the problem but they didn't know the exact usage of those in real world so currently there are a lot of contents i mean the in data engineering world only there are so many content creators from so many different areas like even from like there are people who create content on azure there are people who content just on google cloud and aws so if you are interested let's say if you apply for a job or if you get a job in some sector you can follow those content creators and they you can just ask them like if you get a job in aws company where the the company is using aws cloud then you can follow that path and you know get started so that way the things are becoming much easier also due to the content creation a lot of people share their daily knowledge so i share my views 
you share your views so that that way i guess the things are getting much easier but still a lot of people are finding it difficult even after having like hundreds of roadmaps i'm not sure like why people are still finding it difficult difficult to get started maybe because uh they are still focusing on again getting stuck into the learning pattern rather than you know actually doing it in the real world or it is just because they don't really know the data engineering they are just running behind the hype they yeah. just want to you know get that data engineering title that's that's what i was doing like few years back i was just i didn't know what data data science was i was just running behind the title so this is something happening in the industry but eventually due to content creation and people guiding it will be okay yeah yeah it's it it's funny you mentioned like i i had actually uh, someone on the podcast uh, daniel beach who has a blog uh that started eight uh, five years back which was pretty early in terms of blog right medium was not a thing and it's, it's exactly as you mentioned there was really little knowledge right and i feel like so the industry was really forgiven as you mentioned it's like we 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 know we have some tools we have a do but yeah. you know there is no uh, clear strategy clear role name um so we had to think like and find like also how to do it on the job And maybe the the uh, the downside today is that we have too much information. Too much, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that that's probably as you mentioned, there is a lot of data engineering roadmaps, and exactly also as you mentioned, um, content creators have different view on different things. It doesn't make one bad or good, right? It's just a different point of view. But then, as a starter, you're like, okay, I just want to get Thank started, you. right? <laughs> Where do I start? So yeah, I mean, you always try to find the easiest roadmap, and there is no easy. Like the fundamental skills are same for every roadmap. You compare any roadmap, you will get the same fundamentals. Yeah. Then it changes. Some people say learn Azure. Some people say learn AWS. So people get confused. Like, oh, which one is better? Which will give me a good job and stuff like that. So this is where the confusion begins. Yeah. Cool. You're from India. Uh, do you see any difference in uh, the data market in general? So market wise, technical skills wise, yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that? In general, in India, right? Um, most of the companies prefer cheaper tools or the free tools. Uh, that is one I've I've seen. So I'd rather uh, save, like, put more resources behind one technology and get the work done rather than paying for the expensive tools. If if you're a startup or something, so I'd rather use Hadoop or open source framework. then going to any paid application that will cost me a lot of money so that is one thing i have seen common across major companies i worked in or just interacted with with them so that's true people want to save money people want to you know find a ways where they can get the highest value but little spending mm-hmm. uh, from from their side so that is one thing second is i guess you already mentioned this point of the azure cloud uh, i i totally agree with that too people are more uh, biased toward azure because uh, again it provides entire ecosystem together the microsoft the pcs right uh, is dominated in india so everyone is uh, used to using pc and all the calendars and everything so if you get the entire suit the teams the azure cloud all of the things together people are more likely to pay for that and use that rather than you know going for aws because that is completely different playground or google that is completely different playground from them so these are like some of the like basic things that is different in india 
but I work on like as a freelancer I work with like a lot of US clients and also currently working with uh, like Europe company so they, their way of doing is completely different they focus on more of a optimization type they want to make sure that they use their resources efficiently <laughs> so if something takes me like uh, two days to do it they will they'll be okay but in India if something takes like two days they will try to find that can you do it in one day can you do it in like few hours so this is like how the mentality changes the flexibility of working hours and everything is different over here so in short amount of time you want to get extract high value in India but in like the outer countries like abroad you get flexible timings you get you work on your own time but produce the good results uh-huh. yeah so yeah, these are like the small changes, but so, it also changes companies to companies. So yeah, I, I guess like so the 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 first one that you mentioned, like build or buy, right? Build yourself or buy, is a classic uh, case study. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's true that it it can be different from from culture. Um, and yeah, for from for Azure, it makes sense, right? Like if you have a dominance on, on all the, the laptop and all the contracts, existing contracts in the company, like adding the cloud on top of that, like it's just, you know, an appendix to the contract that yeah. <laughs> that's it. You're on we the just, uh, it's just upsell, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're already using the entire Microsoft suit, so why don't you use yeah. Azure? Like just mm-hmm. add it, yes. Like and that. I guess we were talking about uh, data migration project, right? Which can be really painful and expensive. And in that case, Microsoft has always, um, I mean, tool set at least more compatibility between what's existing yeah. to, to the cloud. Do you see any impact with the remote uh, work exploding for you, for India? Because you were mentioning, okay, as a freelance, you, you work uh, for Europe company, for US company. I know that I, when I was in Belgium, we were also working with uh, Indian folk, but do you see those opportunity more exploding or not, not really? So when the COVID pandemic hit, there was like the huge requirement because everyone was working remotely. So at that time, the demand was high. Currently, there are still demand, but due to like people are seeing recession and you know, stuff like that, layoffs are happening everywhere. It's uh, high and low. It's like the depends on the talent. So if you're good enough, you will definitely get the job. But if you're just a fresher or just getting started, it is difficult to get a remote job because the reason they are hiring you is because they ex- they want to first save cost and they want a good talent. Uh, so U.S. economy or like if you compare with the India, yes, uh, India is very uh, like low in terms of that. So uh, you get to spend very less and you get a very good talent in that amount. So at that time, the pandemic time, the opportunities I used to get like one to two jobs every day on LinkedIn. Uh, asking me for remote work or contract basis or just short-term projects. Remote jobs are there, but if even just you need to be good in this particular domain. Yeah. You were mentioning also running behind the hype. Uh, so uh, there, there is a lot of people now. So before it was data science, but now, now it's data engineer, right? And they say, okay, I want like this job is hype. Everybody wants it. Do you think it's a good or a bad thing? Like after thoughts? Uh, based on your experience? So, I mean, it's both, I, I guess. So, it's a good thing because a uh, lot of people come into this industry. Uh, as a content creator, when I started, that a lot of people get to know about this particular field. So, you can build a good community and grow also. 
So when I started, like there were very few people who knew about data engineering. Now there are a lot of people who know about data engineering. This is like the software engineering again, the development side. People want to become a software developer because of like good pay. Uh, the want to work in Fang. So a lot of people run behind this hype. The same is happening for the data engineering at some point. It's a good thing in some way because a lot of people taking interest. It's a bad thing in some other way because most of the people don't even know what data engineering is. So they are running behind the hype, but when they actually get into the job, and if they don't like it, so it's a it's a burnout from from for them because at the end they're not going to enjoy the work. They're just doing it uh, for the sake of doing it because they ran behind the hype. In terms of salary, also right now, like there are less people, so yeah. more demand. So less people that increases the salary, but as if you have like lot of people coming into this, so you will have like demand and supply ratio equally at some point. So the salary will also be will come to like on average. So there are like lot of different factors. At the end, it's a good thing overall if you consider because. Uh, you will get to see a lot of different new talents coming into this. Some new tools people develop uh, into the market, and something new you will definitely come because you see new frameworks are coming in everything. So that way, I believe like now, like for us when we we have a certain experience, then the question is like not following the hype is to guess what's the next wave. Can you share a bit like uh, what what's the next wave for you uh, in data in general? What's the hottest topic do you think are coming? Most of the time, I just follow. I try to read about uh, the new stuffs going in, like some news or, uh, like Benjamin, the Seattle data guy. He shares sort of insights from the industry, right? So I follow him if I want to understand where the wave is going or just read stuff some medium. So that way, like the data warehouse market currently, uh, it is currently in like the changing because the ETL process or data processing process. Uh, kind of going towards like the product base. So instead of writing the Python script and everything, you want to just have one tool yeah. that will do everything for you. You just connect it with maybe relational databases that will fetch data automatically for you. You do your transformation there and there only and build your data warehouse or maybe some kind of uh, tooling system that will give you insights there and there that, that is easy for business people to understand but also analysts is working on there so even if the new tools come there will be the market for the older technologies so it's not going like completely you know going off it is going to stay but new tools will uh, create more jobs in the market for yeah. that particular tool like the dbt in the in this current scenario like and i think anyway with uh with all the demands and the different use cases that we have now uh we'll need more of them so you've been crushing it on youtube um uh, I'm really jealous because we start, I mean, you start a bit before me, I think, uh, but like you get like uh, an exponential uh, growth that requires a lot of effort, right? I could see like at your pace, I uh, like I'm trying to survive like with a couple of video months, like one video or two video months, but you putting more effort than that. What does yeah. it bring to you and what, what gets you motivated to, to keep pushing the content? So first of all, I mean, uh, YouTube, I mean, no way to get just because it's a difficult journey. I mean, if you, it looks easy, it might look easy for a lot of people from the outside that, oh, just create a video and it just goes viral. But a lot of things goes behind it because you need to make sure the video is good. 
the editing is good so that people stay on the platform attention stays so that it gets recommended to more and more people and stuff like that so need to work on thumbnail title and lot of things goes behind it so it's a hard thing i mean i'm not going to say as easy thing initially i mean creating a video every week it is difficult the motivation behind it is just like the routine i have built now every morning i just think about some new ideas if i ideas are just pop pops in my brain so i think about some new ideas i write it down and i think okay this is the some this is the topic i want to make my next video on so i will write some kind of script i will record the video and just publish it after editing so this is generally how it started 25000 in it's like roughly around one and a half years it is okay number right now uh, i thought it could have been more because the population of india is really big i mean it's like the billions of people so i expected around like at least 100k but the data engineering is a domain that a lot of people don't know at this moment and also i create content in like english so in india like the the native language is hindi so if i start creating content on that i think i will get more views and subscribers don't don't but don't i'll be disappointed but, i'm sorry yeah, yeah but i won't be able to yeah exactly so i won't be able to target the us audience and everything and at the end like you're going to do everything in like the when you work on technology send english so i want to keep everything on that uh, scale only so yes i mean content creation what brings it to me It's just a curiosity from the side. Apart from the data engineering, your side hobbies, you can say that you explore, you understand these systems, algorithms. Uh, this is what we do behind the scene. But also, when you do it this as a consumer, also as a, or as a producer, you get to learn a lot of things. So yeah, it's just like the side hobby I wanted to like explore. Yeah, cool. Now, but it's amazing, and I mean uh, the data community in general. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, you've been in. putting a lot of good content over there closing uh, on the show because we are already extending you it was amazing yeah. uh please don't forget to check out uh uh Shilly's youtube channel he needs the entered k you heard him he needs the button so help <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's help him to to get it uh over there and uh, yeah thanks again for being on the show uh, thank you for inviting me mate